This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss, and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life, and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. This is episode 047, a strategy to win no matter what you're going through with Elaine Newman. Thanks for popping in to listen today. This episode is going to inspire you to see life differently, and I'm so glad you're taking the time to listen in. Before we get into the conversation, I have a free gift for you. Head on over to corliss.ca to get the first four chapters of my book, Lead Your Life, for free. If you're looking to ignite your life with purpose and passion, this will help you get there. It's my gift, so head on over to corliss.ca to get your free printable copy. I love social media because it keeps us connected. It doesn't matter where we live anymore or if we're physically distanced. Social keeps us in each other's lives because we can follow what's happening for people. Especially in this last year, I know I've appreciated this even more than usual because our devices made it possible to connect even when we couldn't get together. For me, that made lockdown bearable. And if you're an entrepreneur, your opportunity to grow your business just became bigger with a global market available to you. Who would have have ever known a small pocket device would connect us with anyone anywhere in just a few seconds. It's funny how things change and evolve. Maybe you're like me. I remember when Facebook first came out and I resisted the idea of it, afraid of who was watching, what people would think, if anything about my life was interesting enough to share. And the unknown of posting was so scary because I had no idea who was watching and if creepy people were creeping. Now I show up and I give it my all on all of my social channels at Corliss Co. I now see it so differently. I love knowing what's happening in people's lives because it keeps me connected to people I would have lost touch with. When I run into them, they aren't strangers because I've been following their lives at least a little bit. Seeing what's happening for them, watching their kids grow and what they're up to keeps us connected. How we look at change and life is the key to happiness in the moment. How you look at changes and how you adapt to what happens and the attitude you take towards it will impact the level of joy that you feel. 
So why is this relevant right now? For a couple of reasons. Because today's guest is someone I have known for years, but I don't see her all the time. It's only because of social media that I learned of her cancer diagnosis and was able to watch her journey. Her willingness to openly share inspired me and watching her approach her healing journey with positivity and hope was truly inspiring. It's why I reached out to invite her to share with you today. I know her story, perspective, and approach to life will influence you as it did me. Attitude is the little thing that makes a big difference. It actually makes all the difference. In this episode, you will get insight into the three biggest things she learned through her journey with cancer, which by any standard is a hard thing to navigate. You will learn how to keep yourself positive and stop letting small stuff clutter your mind and steal your energy and instead focus on all that is good. Seeing life through the eyes of someone who had to face her mortality is truly an awakening experience, and I'm really happy to bring you into our conversation today. Elaine Newman is a mother of four who was diagnosed with triple negative breast cancer, which is an aggressive form of cancer not caused by hormones. This type of cancer has a higher rate of mortality than other breast cancers. When faced with the diagnosis, she chose to focus her energy on the positive aspects of her situation, and in choosing this attitude, she believes she was able to successfully navigate her journey to now be cancer-free. So thank you for having the courage to share your story with us today, Elaine. I'm really thrilled that you're here. Thanks for giving us a chance to see life through your eyes and and journey this journey with you. Thanks, Carlos. I'm very excited to be here as well. So take us back to the day that you were diagnosed with cancer. I think many people fear a moment like that. What was it like to hear those words? And basically, what does a person go through at that point? So to initially hear the diagnosis, I think I was a little bit in shock, of course, just wondering, you know, that so many things go through your mind, you, you're wondering, you know, so many questions, like how, what kind of cancer, how serious is it, you know, of course, is it terminal? Is there a chance it can be treated? Feeling, I guess, feeling a lot of fear um, for not only myself, but probably more so for my family, my children, you know, right away, my mind went to how am I going to break this to my four children? And how am I going to tell my parents? And what are, you know, what, how's my husband going to feel? It was very, I think my thoughts kind of went to them more. And maybe that was almost a distraction of internalizing the news. Hmm, that sounds like a lot, actually. So this is all going through your mind. And then like, kind of what happens next? Right? Yes. So I um, was told the and along the way, they were, you know, quite suspicious of the tumor. So I was kind of prepared a little bit, little by little. So it wasn't a big blow all at one time, it kind of was a gradual buildup. So it was in the back of my mind and you kind of are always thinking, you know, okay, what if it, it is positive and, you know, what if, and and then it is right. So then I think when I was actually told the news, I felt like I was ready for it as much as that, you know, maybe doesn't seem to really make sense to be ready 
to hear that you have cancer, but I was prepared along the way um, with kind of all the investigative procedures they were doing. But when they finally told me that it was actually cancer, in a way you, like, I don't know if I want to say relief, but just so you know, you can get on with treatment. Um, I think I felt a little bit of relief with that thinking, okay, like, let's get on the road, let's get this taken care of then. And, um, you know, of course, you know, you're in shock, and you're wondering, you know, what did I do to cause this? Is it something, you know, I could have changed? Um, lots of questions running through your head. You know, if you have, you know, how much time do you have and all of that, right? And then your mortality comes to the forefront. And yeah, so it was, it was a little bit overwhelming to hear. I, I did have my husband with me to hear the news. So I think it affected him deeply because he was absorbing that news. And I was, my mind just kind of went elsewhere. You know, what if worried about other people, how you're going to break the news to them. So I think that was kind of a distraction for me. Wow. (laughs) It sounds like a roller coaster all in like a short amount of time. Like you probably just had a million thoughts going through your mind as that was hitting you. Had you ever thought, so you said that you were kind of getting prepared. And I think one of the things that really impressed me about watching your journey right from the get go was that, you know, how you said that in between this, like you kind of knew that because there was suspicious, you know, things they were investigating, they were doing different tests and all that. So you were almost preparing yourself. And one of the things that impressed me about you the most was the fact that you were like, you almost jumped to like a positive mentality about it, about we'll take it a step at a time. And I'll just kind of manage it as we have to. Whereas I think I think I'm just kind of guessing here that most people would have gone straight to fear and worry. And you kind of didn't go there. Was that a conscious choice? Um, now that you ask me that, I'm not sure if it was conscious. Um, I just felt that's kind of how, I guess that's just was natural to feel that way for me to focus on, on the positive and, you know, just going back and, you know, things have happened in our family. There's been history of other things going on, accidents and, you know, a baby ending up in NICU and just trying to always maintain that positivity. And I think I just got used to being the positive person for, you know, my children and my husband and parents. So it, it maybe seem more like a natural role for me to just slide into is to come at it from a positive perspective, I guess. Well, I think that's really interesting. So you're talking, I don't know about your child in the NICU, but I do know that your husband was in a, in a significant accident. So basically what you're saying is that you've learned through a lot of trauma and, and tragedies and different things that have happened in your life to just kind of take that road of, of choosing to be strong and positive and find, look for hope versus worry. Is, is that what you're saying? Yes. And I believe being a mother helped me kind of establish that role. You want to be strong for your children and you want to be positive for them. And you're always, you know, as you're kind of going through these ordeals, you know that there's these four little people kind of behind you looking 
at these ordeals through your eyes too. So it's kind of always bouncing back in your mind of how you want them to see things and how you want them to perceive it. So yes, I, I think all these little things along the way kind of prepared me for my diagnosis of breast cancer. Oh, I just love that. Because, you know, I, I don't know that you're really recognizing it, Elaine, but I have worked with enough people and been on, you know, this work for quite a while where, you know, most people don't consciously make those choices. And I think because you just naturally do, it's just a decision, a conscious choice that you've made that this is how you always show up. And this is the role that you play for your family. And you want to always be that person that you don't really recognize how special that is. So tell us some more about how you do that in a day. So when things are challenging, when things are hard, whether it be a, an accident, a cancer diagnosis, something else that's going on in your life, how do you choose a really positive attitude about it? Is I, I think it's easier and natural for you, but like, how do you get there in a day? Like every day, do you get up and choose this or tell us more about how you, how you live your life? Well, probably my family would sometimes say, well, mom's <laughs> not always so positive, but um it just comes with um, a lot of rest and um, just coming at things. You know, there's always, there's always a situation where things could be worse, right? So just looking at the situation with an attitude of the glass being half full, right? The glass is half full. At least you have some water to drink in there. It, it, it just think it, there's always something to be thankful for in any situation. So I think just to try to reach for that angle and to come at it from that perspective, instead of thinking, why me, poor me, um, you know, why did this have to happen? Just take from it, you know, what kind of didn't happen, right? Like it, just to come at things from a, a positive point of view and think, think of the, you know, all the positives in the situation. It's a little bit hard to explain, but um, yeah, you know, even when, when I had the breast, you know, I thought, wow, like I, I have cancer. I felt like as much as you're not in a whole lot of control, you are with a lot of the decisions you have to make. And I found that, um, you know, just coming at it with, well, like we caught it early and, you know, we have this medical system, healthcare system in Canada where we're so fortunate. We're not having to pay for our medical care, pay for all our medication. It's just coming at things and finding the positives just help, I think, to deal with the situation and not kind of wallow in like self pity and that can take you down a road in a rabbit hole that it's hard to get out of once you're going in that direction so just trying to stay focusing on the positive so I really like how you've kind of pulled that all together because quite honestly I was wondering like how can you find something positive or something um 
to be thankful for in a cancer diagnosis, but you've really given us a perspective to really think about. So is this something that you choose every day? Like, does it make your life better every day to just choose, uh, you know, to be positive and to see the good in things? Granted, we all have bad days. I mean, that is just part of being human. But is that part of a a conscious choice you make every day is to just get up and find the good in every situation or in the chance the the idea that you get to live another day? Um, Like you said, there are days where it is, you know, tougher and a little harder to be positive. But um, I, I do choose to be positive, you wake up in the morning, and you, you know, just try to focus on the good in in your life. And you try to be positive for the people around you, because I feel that that's what's gonna have people want to be around you is if you're positive. And, you know, I think it's, an attraction, right, to be around positive people. And I think that was perhaps why my support system throughout this journey was so amazing, is because I think it was helpful to be, have that positive attitude, and then people maybe were more attracted to that, and they weren't shying away or worried, you know, that, you know, about what to say or what to ask. They knew that they could approach me easily and it wasn't going to be, you know, a miserable situation for them. So I I do, going back to your question, I do feel that it is a choice I make when I get up most days there, of course there are days where, you know, you have a harder time, but for the most part, I do feel that it is a choice. You just focus on the positive things in life. If you focused on only the negative or the bad, well, you could, just keep going down that rabbit hole for a very long time. So, It is said you become like the people you spend time with. I think this is true and therefore you should choose carefully. I know in my own life things changed dramatically for the better when I got myself in an environment with people who are inspired and excited about life. If you're looking to change things up and connect with people who will help you become your best, join the Corliss Co. community as a monthly member. It's a great way to stay focused forward. Join us today at corliss.ca. You know, I really like the the spin that you're putting on this and, and your um, thoughts on this about energetically, we kind of give that message off. Like if you're in a positive vibe of like, hey, I'm going through this, but it's going to be all right. I'm looking for everything that could be good in this situation. I can totally see how that would make people want to want to kind of like share the journey with you, support you even more because they, it isn't fear-based for you. So it wouldn't be fear-based for them either, right? Exactly. And going back to my children, I kind of wanted to spread that to them. I wanted to, you know, I, they can totally sense if I'm fearful or if I'm coming from a place of anxiety, right? So if you can just try to spread that calmness and positive attitude, it's going to be catchy and they're going to pick up on that too, and hopefully run with it as well. Mm, I like it. So is there a practice that you do? Like, how do you how do you keep yourself positive? Because as you said already, there's some days that it's a little bit harder than others. So you know, what do you do to kind of keep yourself in that, you know, positive mental state? Um, probably a lot of reflection, you know, when I'm by myself, just kind of reflecting on the positives in life. Um, And 
talk, like, I guess just talking with people. Um, but probably reflection is the biggest thing. And just reiterating that message back to myself that, you know, just kind of self-talk, be positive about the situation, just kind of focusing on what's good, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a everyday thankful practice and reflection. So do you actually write it down or like, how do you, what's the process that you do? Um, I don't, I have journaled before and from time to time, like about this cancer process, I have, you know, written down some of the feelings and some of the situations. So that has helped. Um, but just kind of mindful thinking, nothing really formal and it's not really set, you know, a set time or anything. It's just, you know, sometimes if I'm lying there and, you know, getting, having a hard time falling asleep or just have a few moments just to kind of reflect on life, it's just something, you know, I try to think about or focus on. And I think it's just a perspective I've had for many, many years. I don't, really remember a time you know coming at things from a negative it's always been coming at things from a that glass half full attitude for myself Mm -hmm. and it's gotten you far in life hasn't it hasn't it and it makes you happier in the moment doesn't it yes it it sure does it um you know it does and I and I'm like going back to having other people that you have to be present for I think then that's important and that just um, kind of amped up that whole process um, when you have children and, you know, parents and husband and everything, you, you try to um, be present for them and you try to, I, I know I want to make life, you know, as easy, well, not easy, but as pleasant as I can for my children. So then that's where you, you know, try to maintain that positivity for, for everyone around you, hopefully, most of the time. (laughs) Awesome. So through this whole, you know, experience, what would you say, like, if I were to say, Elaine, what are the three biggest things that you've learned through this whole experience of like a cancer diagnosis? And, and now you're in remission? Are you not? I am. So yes, I'm all finished treatment. Um, I just finished radiation three weeks ago. So it's been about a 15, 16 month process here. So yes. So I guess now we say I'm in, you know, I'm cancer free and then we just kind of wait. Um, and going back to your question, what three, what three things would I kind of take from this? Um, let's see. The first one would be probably again, just find your support system, get a good, team of people behind you and people who are in your corner and who are there to kind of help you through, you know, those days that aren't as easy. Um, And then letting yourself go through all the, um, like feel the feelings, right? It's okay to feel, it's okay to, um, like just be very present with everything that's going on. Ask lots of questions, be your own advocate. Um, And then thirdly, I guess just to, it really made me appreciate 
what you have, like what a person has and to appreciate our time here. We, we Nothing's guaranteed. And just to, you know, live day by day and appreciate everything you have, right? Like even today is granted to us and make the most of it if you can. So is it like, don't sweat the small stuff? That's what keeps coming to mind. Yes, yes, exactly. And that's kind of really come to the forefront within this, you know, over this whole year and a, in a bit. And, you know, of course it takes, happens in 2020 with COVID and everything. And there, it's a hard time for so many people. And you see people, you hear people stressing over things like, you know, having maybe to wear masks or having to, you know, different things. And in my mind, I sometimes think, oh my gosh, that's just, you know, to me after, the cancer diagnosis and dealing with mortality and everything like that and questioning so many things, those smaller things to me don't take up so much space in my mind, which is freeing in a huge way. Oh, I just love that. What a great point. You know, I'm I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and on the, my bookshelf is is a book. I got to go back and read it again. And it's Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and It's All Small Stuff. <laughs> and it's just a perspective on like so often we give our energy to things that really don't matter in the big picture. And you've really reminded of us, uh, reminded everyone listening here today about that. Thank you for that so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, like about your experience here before I ask you the three closing questions? Um, I just, you know, want to thank everybody who was just so amazing. And it's amazing how people's comments and encouragement it goes so far. I know some days when you are having, when I was having, you know, a little bit of a you know, a little bit of a downer day, I thought, well, it was important for me to, yeah, it's okay to feel, you know, some days, of course, you're not as positive or energetic as others. And some of those days, I would just go back through messages people had sent me or go back through the Facebook comments people had put down um, when I would, you know, post an update. And I don't know if people are aware how much those words in a sentence can lift people up and it goes so far and I just want to thank everybody for all the encouragement over the last little while. That is just amazing because you bring up such another valid point because I think a lot of times when people are going through things, they, you know, others just sit and watch in silence and don't say anything. And it is in those times that, you know, we're having our own struggles that sometimes it's the words of other people that can be so encouraging to help us maintain that positive attitude. So the idea here would be to be that person that is a support to other people. Like, don't think that your, you know, comment on a post or your share or your message to someone is, is not going to impact them because you never really know how far your impact can go. Right, Elaine? That is so true. And it goes so far. And just to hear these comments and yeah, it, you know, sometimes it just brings tears to my eyes to sit there and you read all these messages from people and just the love and support and, oh, it goes so far. So if you, you know, sometimes I'll be sitting there and you are 
trying to, you know, you're reading somebody's post or somebody sends you a message and you're wondering, well, will they even notice if I respond or, you know, believe me, they do. I did. It was, it meant so much and it went so far. <laughs> mm. So you do you, like that really, that really touches my heart. What you just said there, because I think sometimes we think we're not that significant and that it wouldn't really matter. And hearing it from someone who went through that and that that was somehow encouraging and inspiring. And you kind of hit the nail on the head that, you know, we, we can just almost isolate ourselves and just go into withdrawal and think it doesn't matter, but it does. So thank you for saying that. Do you make a point now of like, you know, almost being more visible to people with your own comments and shares? Um, yes, I, I do try to make a point of commenting on people's, you know, especially when they're going through a difficult situation or difficult time. I do try to consciously make that effort to to comment and to give maybe encouragement because I know how great it felt for me to hear that so it's just kind of um you know pay it forward type thing now Mm. keep paying it forward everyone follow Elaine's example here thank you so much for sharing that now I have three closing questions that I always ask all of my guests because this is a real leadership podcast I would really love to know what leadership means to you to me, it means to live your life um, by example. And leadership doesn't have to, you know, right away people think leadership, you know, managers or your boss at work or those roles. But I, I believe that leadership happens, it can happen to anybody. And it's just kind of how you you lead your life. Leadership, like, we were talking earlier as mothers, fathers in families, siblings, everybody can be a leader. And I just think there's all types of leaders and it's the positive leaders that we remember and who really have a positive influence on our life. And positivity can happen by choice as you've demonstrated for us. Thank you. And you and I are very aligned on what we believe leadership is. Thank you for sharing that. Now, if there was one book or podcast that, well, you said you don't listen to podcasts very much. So tell us about a book that you would really recommend that was kind of a game changer for you that you think other people could get value from. Um, There is a little book. It's, It's not a novel or anything, but it was just a nice little book that I would read when I needed, you know, a little bit of a boost. And my friend, Marianne, um, she gave gifted this book to me and it's called survive her. So it's like S U R V I V. And then in brackets, it's her H E R. And it's a little book about stories from young women fighting cancer. And it was written by Amy Morris and the photography is by Nancy Newby. Um, And I believe they're from like the Saskatoon area. And there's just little write-ups on each page with a, you know, nice photograph of women who are going, who are fighting the fight of cancer. So I found that one very, it was encouraging, right? To actually visualize and see these women going through, you know, maybe stages of treatment or women who finished treatment and just being able to put yourself in their shoes. It was very helpful when I kind of needed that little push or that little boost to, you know, get me over maybe one of those days where it was a little, 
a little bit more of a struggle. Hmm, that's really great. And I love that it's local to us as well. So the final, final question of the podcast is based on all the highs and all of the lows and everything that you've been through in your life. If you were to only be able to leave the world with one piece of advice, what would you want to leave them with? Just to appreciate what you have. Appreciate the good in your life. Focus on the good. So just be appreciative. There's so much we can be thankful for in this world. Thank you so much for being here today. What a wonderful closing thought. Thank you for listening. Thank you for um, sharing your story with us, Elaine. Thank you for having me. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.